From the Power Business Technology Toshiba Studios, KHTKAM Sacramento, KYMX HD2 Sacramento, the only station in Sacramento giving you local sports coverage from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. Monday through Friday. Sacktown Sports. The Carmichael Dave Show. He's on the microphone when he's not on the microphone. He's playing a song, and when he's not playing a song, he's on the microphone, and then boom! With Jason Ross. No, he didn't. Yes, he did. Call or text at 916-339-1140. It's the Carmichael Dave Show with Jason Ross on Sacktown Sports. Okay, are we in the, are we in agreement though? There's like no possible way I can share that story, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> Chris, is Chris saying yes? Oh, good. He's saying no. Even Chris, who opts for chaos. Yeah. No, this would be chaotic. Is this? I will. Uh, you know what? I'm going to keep it. I will keep it incredibly generic. Uh, incredibly generic. I had a I had a malfunction at halftime personally that I think perhaps led to. The Niners coming back and winning. Yeah. Right? You deserve credit. Thank you. Yeah. Now, the question is, do I try to manually repeat <laughs> that malfunction for the Super Bowl if Good the luck. Niners are losing? Good luck. Yeah. Good luck, you say? Yes. It ain't luck. It's skill. <laughs> <laughs> Aha! The Kings won. And uh, they now go into Memphis. Uh, Memphis is 18 and at 28. Uh, Memphis is also weirdly enough, Jason. They're thirteen and thirteen on the road. They're five and fifteen at home. Yeah, what's weird is I know they lost. So they, this is a third straight team the Kings are playing on the second game of a back to back. Yeah, which is nice. They which played yesterday. Is weird. But Memphis, you know, has all these injuries, and I think before the loss yesterday, hadn't they defeated like three really good teams in a row? Do you have that up there? The, the yeah, no, close. Uh, well, they because they beat the Magic. Yeah. Then they went to Miami and beat the Heat. But here's the thing: the Heat are, are yeah, something's wrong with yeah. them right now. Uh, and then they went to Toronto and they beat the Raptors. Raptors aren't great, but, yeah, but still, it's still a road win. Three pretty good. Yeah, I mean, for a team that doesn't have mm-hmm. at that time, maybe even Jaron Jackson Jr. was out. I can't remember, but I know he's back. But obviously, Bain's been out. Uh, not Bain, uh, Smart, uh, Ja Morant, Stephen. They just have a lot of guys out, and they've there's just a whole bunch of guys that have been competing. Like I know they beat the Warriors recently too. With some beat the Warriors, and then before that they lost to the Knicks and Clippers, and then I don't know if this is what you were referring to or not, but they beat the Mavericks in Dallas, the Suns in Phoenix, and the Lakers in L.A. all yeah. in a row. Yeah. So even with these injuries, it's a team that's competing. Let's put it that way. Yes. So when you look at it, and you go, "How could you lose?" So you know, hopefully the Kings don't. But Memphis has been a little feisty here lately. Uh, Memphis uh, went into Indiana. Uh, that was yesterday. They lost one sixteen to one ten, and when you take a look at the game itself and who we're really looking out for, uh, Jaron Jackson at 25. Uh, let's see. And then you've got Aldama, Roddy, Conchar, mm-hmm. and uh, Vince Williams Jr. at yeah. 20. Yeah. It's not your uh, typical Memphis. It's not the two-seed Memphis Grizzlies from a year ago. No. And then good Jackson <laughs> had GG uh, at 18. Scotty Pippen Jr. with four. Oh, wow. is he? Okay. Well, that's four more than I had. I'm not yeah. gonna make fun of it. 
Um, I just hope the Kings keep doing what they've been doing here lately. I like the way they've been playing. I like the way they look. The, start, the starting five has been solid consistently. The other thing, too, we said the other night, Dave, on the I think the Friday show that, look, De'Aaron, there's a bounce back to De'Aaron. I know you played a highlight earlier where he, like, he went right down the lane yep. and then rose up and dunked. Like, we just haven't seen the burst, the spark from De'Aaron. I think he's looked really good the last couple games. No, he has. He's looked like and, – and, and, and all the way around, like, his burst – the whole matter of on-court play, but then also all the media stuff that that everyone was kerfuffling yeah. about, like or, or, and, I, and I, like totally doesn't matter, right? But it's just it's it's crazy how it kind of all you wonder how connected, if at all, it all was, uh, but it happened, and yep. it looks like all is well right now. Yeah, and so they just got to keep pushing here. Look, the deadline's coming up; it's next week, right? Yeah, yeah. So. Super Bowl week. Um, what moves can be made? What moves will other teams make? That top four is getting a little separation. They might be getting a little separation from the the last group. Like, like the Warriors and Lakers play this great game Saturday night. Oh. And, the, and the loss for the Warriors, I think, puts them four or five below 500. Yeah, the Warriors right now are 19 and 24. The Warriors wow. are now three back of the Jazz for the final play-in. For 10th. I mean, they're in 12th, 12th, right? They're, yeah, they're one back of the Houston Rockets who are still, you know, they're, they're down they're to 21 and 24. Slide but a little bit. They are starting to slide a little bit. But, I mean, those teams are below. Like, the Kings have some wiggle room here. Now, they don't want to be a play-in team. They'd love oh. to be a playoff team. They'd love to have home court. That's going to take a lot of work, and it's going to take some of the teams above them to, to slide a little bit. But, you know, it's flip-flop. I think before their win streak started, they'd fallen down to 7th or 8th. Now they're back up to 5th. Um, so you just keep going. The Thunder lost over the weekend. They had a Wilodi yesterday. They got crushed by the Pistons. Well, here's what's funny. The they did get crushed by the Pistons. So the Thunder and the Timberwolves are both thirty two and fourteen. They are uh a half game ahead of the Nuggets and a game ahead of the Clippers at the top of the Western Conference. So the Thunder lose to Detroit. Timberwolves lost to San Antonio. Yeah. Those are both their last games. It's so weird. And those two play each other tonight. That's And that's where I'm going with this question. Your best guess. At the end of this season, will either, in your opinion, will either the Thunder or the Wolves be in the top two seeds? No. I agree. I agree. I hope I'm wrong. Especially with the Thunder. I think it's going to be Denver and the Clippers. I agree. The Clippers and Denver in some way. Well, Denver, right? If the season ended right now, Denver would be hosting the Kings in the first round of the playoffs, mm-hmm. which honestly wouldn't be a terrible series, I don't think. Actually, would be very. I don't think. Look, I think Denver would be the favorites, yeah. and they should, and they'd probably win the series. I don't think. I'm not trying to say Denver's scared of the Kings. I don't think that's a matchup Denver wants. I think there's better matchups for them out there. I think the Maybe. Kings actually match up with Denver fairly again let me be clear i'm not trying to say they're better i'm not trying to say they beat them in a seven game series i think he's match up with them pretty mm-hmm. well uh and it would be fun to see Jokic and sabonis go at it yeah that's uh, true. murray and fox go at it keegan and mpj go at it michael malone and mike brown go mm-hmm. i mean there's a lot of a lot of ties there but obviously we are uh a long a long a long way off but the starting five right now jason as you mentioned earlier in the show uh really seems very cohesive right now. Yeah. And that's centering around Harrison's resurgence. So are we, 
don't know how else to ask. Do we trust it? Yeah. No. Do we believe? Not yet. Yeah. Nope. And I don't know when we would. I love that. Okay. I think we all thought. I know I did. I should speak for myself. Yeah. When he had the the great game, the thirty two or whatever. Oh, I mean that's awesome, but I, I mean he's probably going to score four the next game, and then he goes for thirty nine. Yeah. Like even better. All right, that's great, but okay, he'll probably have eight the next game. And then he went for 20. So, I mean, it's three in a row, three of the best games he's ever had in a row as a king, which is pretty amazing this far along in his career. And I don't – what I don't understand is, you know, this feels like that's something a younger player would do. It's like, hey, you showed us this last year, but now you can't quite figure out. He's been around a long time, and for him to find this groove this late into the season um, is a little odd to me. But I'm glad he did. It's great to see. 16 of 17 from the free throw line. Uh, 15 of 27 from beyond the arc, which is, you know, somewhere in the mid-50s. This is Barnes? This is Barnes, yeah, yeah. sorry. I mean, he's become the best three-point shooter on the team, which... I don't have the... Yeah, I don't have the numbers in front to be able to be confident about this, but something you just said... This has got to. This has to be the best three games in a row he's had. For yeah. Us. Well, it was literally the best two games, and yeah. so to add twenty points on top of it, yeah, I'm yeah. sure it is. Twenty six and three with a block and a steal and zero turnovers and shooting fifty four, fifty seven, and eighty. Yeah. Now, it's not going to be every day he gets thirty nine. It's not going to be every day he gets thirty two. But I would happily take twenty six and three with a block on fifty four, fifty seven, yes. and eighty every game the rest of the year. For sure. <laughs> for sure. But how long you asked how long does it take for you to trust it? I think there's different levels of trust. I think after five games, you, it really truly becomes a resurgence. I think after 15 games, it becomes more of a wow. He found his groove. But then there's there's going to be a large part of Kings fans, understandably, maybe unfairly, but understandably. They're going to say, okay, what's going to happen in the playoffs? Yeah, so let's just do this exercise. So they play tonight. What's their week? Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, I think Monday to close out the trip. And then I think they have one more game on the Wednesday before the trade deadline is here. So if Harrison Barnes is good, whatever good means to anybody in that whole stretch. Sure. Wow. What do you do? Because you could argue, wow, maybe couldn't have a higher – stock but then you could also say hey this is if he plays like this what could this team be going for well and that that is the we talked about this last week that is the toughest part of being a gm and why they get paid a lot of money because as fans how many times have we talked about seeing you know okay barnes herder and davion and a protected pick for Giannis. yeah you know or like who you know i'm right. joking but whoever that's who you pick the players you don't want and subliminally, because you're picking quantity over quality, you think that that's going to net you back a, a great player. Well, okay, but guess what? Now they've all elevated. You're, if you're showcasing them, they're coming through. Her, let's put it this way. Harrison Barnes' value has never been higher than it is right now. Right. Kevin Herter's value, probably other than the very beginning of the year, but you could argue, has never been higher than it is right now. They held Damian Mitchell's had a... a and and honestly, Jason, if I were to say, give me three players on the Kings during this road trip that have stepped it up the most from their previous level of play, wouldn't it be pretty close to accurate, if not 100% accurate, that those three players are Harrison Barnes, Kevin Herter, and Davion Mitchell? 
Yeah. Okay. I'm talking about from their preview right. before these three games. So if on this three-game trip, Barnes – cue that music there, uh, Chris Rolotta. I got a conspiracy here. Here's the deal. When you – what Sherlock Holmes once said that uh, when you lay everything out, whatever is the most likely to be true, that's the truth. Or something like that. Yeah. Correct. He was also dangerously addicted to cocaine. Yeah. Well, you say dangerously. Um, I thought he thrived. <laughs> thank you. So the three players on the team that have improved the most from the previous levels of play over this uh, three-game streak are Harrison Barnes, Kevin Herter, and Damian Mitchell. We both agree on that. What are the three players that have been mentioned most in trade rumors? What is the trade deadline? Is it a couple months away? Is no. it is it in April? No. March? Next week. Next week. Are we to believe that these three players at the same time are all elevating their game at the same time? And it has nothing to do with the trade deadline coming up? Mm. I say nay. No. The question is, are they playing this way to stay or are they playing this way to go? Should they stay or should they go? Can't wait till next week when we know if moves have been made, then we could get Robert Stack in here to go update. Be kind of hard to do that, though, because well, Bobby Stacks ain't with us anymore. What a voice, though. B Stacks. B Stacks. The trade deadline. <laughs> Excuse me. He is with us. <laughs> We'll take a break. When we return, four down territory. Uh, we got we got a lot of football for you. Four down territory is just a tiny little part of that. Niners, Niners, Lions, and I really love fourth down. We're going to need some extra time for that because I'm obsessing with this question. We'll get to all that next. Your sports fix. Live and local. The Carmichael Dave Show with Jason Ross. Hey, Jason, not for nothing. Big, big, big. Did I say big day today? Oh, why? Do tell. Uh, well... Because there is a new show that it's like I'm I so the Kings games at five. Mm -hmm. I'm purposely going to wait all day long because no matter what Kings win, awesome. Kings lose is going to pick me up. Debuts today. I don't even think it's out yet. Actually, I know it debuts today. You have any idea what I'm talking about on Netflix? No. No. Some Star Trek. Deep space. You're in the. You're Smallville. in the. You're, you're in the. You're in the. It's deeper though. It's younger. It's uh, young. Uh, younger for me. I've. I've been obsessed. Young Sheldon. Obsessed with this my whole life. Tonight is the debut of the We Are the World documentary on Netflix. Where they, yes. <laughs> where they interview uh, Cindy Lauper. Okay. Uh, Huey Lewis, Lionel Richie, never before uh, Bruce Springsteen. Never before seen footage 
of the, the, the greatest night in pop history, which is, I think, what it's called. Uh, yeah, the, the greatest gathering of musical talent ever. All debuts tonight. I am so excited. Because I used to have the little tape that Jane Fonda hosted one, and it had the behind-the-scenes doc, and then it had the oh, you've already seen the it song. I've seen How it. insane is that to to describe that to somebody? The the tape? That you had a videotape yes. of a music video yep. that was hosted by, by a celebrity yep. with behind-the-scenes. Yes, <laughs> yes. And it's like, now... No longer have to wait anymore. Dude, 100%. 100%. And this is so like, and the whole thing was, is like, that, the whole behind the scenes thing with Jay Fonda was so cheese, cheesy. <laughs> um, because they would, um, like, when they talk about, like, the starving kids in Africa, because that's what it was for, is to raise my USA for Africa and yeah. all that stuff. Like, they would always have some soundtrack in the background, a different version of the We Are the World chorus. But, like, as soon as they get to the kids, it would be like, and like they like they like yeah. sadden it down. It's like the uh, the Fox injury go to yeah. music. You're like, bro, totally unnecessary. So, question being, after the game, are you guys going to watch it as well, and are we going to talk about it tomorrow? Um, we're going to talk about it tomorrow, but I'm not going to watch. it. I always uh, like to hear that song when it comes on, and I try to identify. All the I'm voices. a maybe. You're a maybe. Yeah. You can identify all the voices, yeah. right? Yeah. So um, yeah. So when you would watch the tape, yes. would you watch it all the way through 100%. all the time? Because the documentary came first and then at the end of the documentary you got to see the you got to see the video. Like was, it all it all made sense. Was this on the same tape that you had Major League? No, this is an actual tape that I got I got to buy something for my we went to class video, C L A S on Marconi and Fair Oaks Boulevard. Yeah, it was a, like a family. Class. Oh, okay. and, and we went to class the last video S was for savings. The extra S was too expensive. <laughs> exactly. And uh, I, I had, I think it was like $20 to pick a videotape. And I picked that one. It was one of two very. What was your other choice? Uh, it was probably like Muppets go to Manhattan or whatever. Aww. But remember, this was about a month after I've told you the story. I washed the cars and I got to go to the movies and it was an hour and a half wait for Empire Strikes Back, so I chose the My Little Pony movie. Terrible decision, dude, because it took forever for Empire Strikes Back to come out on on on, oh, on yeah. tape. My Little Pony didn't live up to wait, it. My Little Pony sucked. Was it your decision, or were you talked into that decision? Uh, in retrospect, with my mom, I don't know what kind of Jedi mind trick she used on me, but I'm pretty sure, knowing my mom, she would have waited, but I did not want to wait two hours. We were there. I needed it now. We were at Citadel's on Greenback. Needed it now. Huh. My Little Pony in five minutes. Empire Strikes Back in two hours. I'll just come back and watch Empire. Empire will be out on VHS soon. I'm, I'm going to go check My Little Pony. Why the hell did I check My Little Pony? I wasn't into My Little Pony. Do you think that's the reason why it's considered one of the greatest Star Wars movies out of all of them? Uh, what, because I saw My Little Pony? Yes. Yeah, I think, yeah, and it took forever. to. It didn't come out until after Return of the Jedi was out in 83. Anyways, we are the world tonight. Four down territory. <laughs> Starts right now. Why Why do I still have a job? Uh, Christopher Lodd. Question one, please. If you were to place the blame on the first half of the NFC Championship game, what piece of the pie would get the largest for the 49ers being down 17? Yeah, um, 
Yeah, I would say, yeah. I would uh, I would say defense, but there's also a question I, I, I don't know the answer to. Jason, if you had to guess, do you think that Kyle Shanahan's first 20, 30, whatever, do you think he had him pre-scripted? Probably. That's a pretty... Probably safe to say. And the way the Lions were lined up on defense, I remember thinking, you know what? I'll bet you Shanahan's got this scripted. And they are 100% loading up the box here. He might want to rethink that. And I'd love to ask him and say, did you ever think about just rethinking, looking at the way they were lining up and start going deep? Either way, yes, the defense would get a ton of the pie. Yeah, I mean they were they almost lost the game in the first half the way they they couldn't stop the run. Yeah. Look, I mean it was historic, wasn't it? The the greatest half against a Kyle Shanahan defense. Yep. Yep. As a Niner, I so, so I mean Look, there were a lot of things that went wrong in the first half. There was one turnover. That was the only time they gave him short field. So I mean Detroit drove the ball. Detroit was crushing. They were they were doing everything they needed to do to end that game in the first half. To me, it was the Niners. Team. I wouldn't even give it a D. It was more like F fence or D minus fence. Yeah. Good one. A fence in the second half. Yeah. Question two, second down. Who gets your game ball in the 49ers victory? Honestly, I'm giving it to Brock Purdy. I am. Look, most important position on the field, you could give it to Ayuk. You could give it to, uh, obviously, Christian McCaffrey. Uh, you can give it to Trent Williams yeah. for for doing what he did against Aiden Hutchinson for much of the night. They had to move Aiden all the way around. I'd give it to Brock, the comeback, the whole thing. And honestly, I'd give half of it to Brock and half of it to Kyle Shanahan because here's another guy that can't make comebacks. Mm-hmm. And they both kind of exercise those demons a little bit. I, I, I give it to Purdy. Yeah, to win two weeks in a row yep. out of their DNA, which is that's nice. Nice to do. I mean, Purdy's probably the choice, but I'll t- I think Ayuk's catch yep. is going to be iconic. He caught a touchdown as well. Had some other important catches just to be, you know, another voice in there, another thought. Though I thought McCaffrey, like they were saying, he's not having the night. I thought he just kept getting enough important runs, and by the end he had 90 on the ground so and a couple of scores. But, yeah, I'll, I'll take IU. Yeah, he probably needs the ice tub today. Yeah. I mean, that was a workmanlike performance. And that him. land on the head. Oh, there, yeah. No, I didn't like that. I, I didn't like that. I didn't like that call. No. Uh, third down, please. Of the fourth down decisions that Dan Campbell made, which one do you think he will regret regret the most? Well, probably spoiler alert from earlier, Jason. I think you and I are going to agree. I, I think before the half, you go for it. You, you don't take the field goal. Mm-hmm. You, you go for it. You try to just slice the throat right there. Uh, ends up being 28-7, and, uh, and you're well on your way. And yeah. You took the field goal, and I think that was the one. That's the one I would have gone for. Uh, ironically for me, it's the decisions he made where he actually scored. It's the one before the half, and he got three points. And the one at the end of regulation, they ran the ball. They should have not done that. I mean, look, they had to use a timeout. They could have kicked the field goal. Well, I mean, onside kick. I think, yeah, in that situation, the way they were, I mean, they still got the touchdown and they still would need the onside kick. I just think they kind of botched the time management. The other two, they did. I get it. They're aggressive. They got burned. Um, Catch the ball, too. I mean, that, that first fourth down that he's getting the most ripped for. Yeah. Catch the ball. Catch the ball the right way. Yeah. They had a lot of drops after that, though. It wasn't just that. They started dropping a lot of a lot of passes. Chris, I wanted to call an audible here because I want to talk about this. Can we uh, can we forward fourth down to the very next segment? I know we're full there, but I know we're way over time right now. I think this deserves more than a 10-second answer. Is that okay? Uh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Okay. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> do what you, want. you do what you want. Uh 
Well, I just, look, fourth down, it's a good question, and I want to put all of our energy into that answer. I don't want to skip over it, Jason. Much like you don't want to skip over this deal that American Energy is offering right now, which is a $99 value. Uh, yeah, $99 HVAC diagnostic. They'll test your system, the connections, and all the moving parts to ensure that it's functioning properly. But, lady and gentlemen, it expires in like three days, two days, the 31st, okay? So call and make your appointment right now. Don't dilly-dally, okay? Don't do not do it, okay? 916-520-9990. That's 916-520-9990. Ooh, Doobie Brothers are coming? Hey. Or AmericanEnergyAir.com. Whether that's with or without Michael McDonald. They've been serving the greater Sacramento area. That's American Energy, not the Doobie Brothers. Uh, since 1981. A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. And right now, you can get your HVAC diagnostic for free. 916-520-9990. American Energy. Making the uncomfortable comfortable. We'll take a break. When we come back, who's hot? Who's not? We'll get to fourth down. And we got a lot of recapping and previewing to do. So big fat segment. I'll shut up so we can get out of the way and do this next. What's hot? Yeah, hot. Real hot. And what's not? It's not good. Brought to you by American Energy Heating and Air, Sacramento's complete heating and cooling company and second opinion partner. Who is hot? Patrick Mahomes. He's going to the Super Bowl for the fourth time in his career to try and win his third Super Bowl. Yeah. Mahomes has been a starter for six seasons, meaning every season he has started, he goes to the AFC Championship game, and 67% of the time, he goes to the Super Bowl. No, well, isn't Tom Brady, is Tom Brady the only quarterback to beat him in, in, in the, yes. the, the AFC playoffs? Yeah, I think so. No, in the, in the Super Bowl. Super Bowl. In the Super Bowl. Didn't he beat him in, with the Patriots once, too? No? Yes. Yes, yeah. and also... They beat him with Tampa Bay. Joe Alves. Burrow, I believe. Joe Burrow. Oh, you're right. Them. You're right. You're right. Who is not? The Miami Heat. Mm, no, no. They lost the Knicks 125 to 109 over the weekend. It's their sixth loss in a row. That is currently the longest streak in the league right now, and they are in the seventh seed in the Eastern Conference with a 24 and 22 record. Get Pol- it out now. If, they, they play today, so right. I want them to win before they play the Kings on Wednesday. Poll update, dog walked is worse, uh, according to 65% of respondents. 65% say dog walked is being wor- is worse than uh, being boat raced. Oh, interesting. Uh, and speaking of Patrick Mahomes, so I, I find this, and this is uh, the fourth down question. Who do you think Raider fans want to win the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. the Chiefs or the Niners? This is, I asked this last night, too, on, online. Because on one hand, you have your hated divisional rival. On the other hand, you have your hated geographical rival in the Niners. No longer geographical. Yeah, Las Vegas is way far away from San Francisco. Raider fans can't stand Niner fans. And I get it. Like, I, as a Niner fan, I completely understand it. You're successful, educated, good upstanding members of society, good solid fan base. I would hate the Niner fan base, too, if I was the Raiders. That being said, the problem is, is that either the Niners or the Chiefs are going to celebrate a Super Bowl championship on your own turf. Yeah. At the Roomba. 
Funny thing is, there is a like a little bit of a fan war breaking out, a civil war amongst Raider fans. Because there are quite a few very vocal Raider fans that say, I don't care how you feel about the 49ers. If you are going for the Chiefs, you're not a real Raider fan. Mm-hmm. And I've seen quite a few Raider fans saying, I could never pull for the Niners. I'm rooting for the Chiefs. Either way, that'd be like, uh, what, the Warriors and the Lakers playing the finals at Golden <laughs> One Center? That's not great. Yeah. I don't know that there would ever be consensus because there's some that, like you said, to your point, they're going to hate the other one so much. So, yeah. But I feel like it would be less painful for the Niners to win it. I, but I, I don't like know if that's the right same. answer. And plus, wouldn't you want to root? Wouldn't you? I mean, look, I'm not saying I'm a Niner fan. Just wouldn't you want to root for the – don't you usually root for the team that hasn't won it over the team that's like dynasty? Generally. What are you laughing at? Just you trying to get people on the Niners bandwagon. Niners the underdogs. Niners like David and the Chiefs. They're the favorites. Well, they shouldn't be. Yeah. Chiefs are Goliaths. Chiefs are Goliaths and the and the Niners are smaller Goliaths. <laughs> They're Goliaths. Yeah. Yeah. They're baby Goliaths. Let's recap three in the key right now. Kings Mavs. La 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 la. Basketball. Jason Ross is gonna recap three in the okay. key. All right, so Kings Mavs Saturday, because he was so hot, he was playing his old team, Harrison Barnes. We asked for the point total. Harry B. From HB. Davey said 18. I said 17. Chris said 19. We're all there snug, right close. And 20. Good job at Chris for the win. Uh, We asked the Kings free throws. They'd come off a really great game, and, oh, man, they missed some free throws late. Again, Uh. that could have been a difference. Uh, Davey said 14 of 21. I said 15 of 24. Chris said 11 of 14. They were 23 of 30. I guess uh, I'm the closest, but not really that close. Uh, Next, we asked random stat. Davey said Herder, 25 points or more. He had 18. Okay. I said Monk, 25 points or more. He had nine. That wasn't good. Chris said Luca will not be on the court at the end of the game. He was. Yeah, he was. And, you know, what did he play? 46? 45? Oh, Luca mismanagement there. My yeah. goodness gracious. Well, you know what I saw for the first time? He complains about a lot of calls. You know what Oh, he wait, does. I saw that every time. Yeah. You know what I saw for the first time in a long time? Saturday, my toes. Yeah. Feeling good. Working out, baby. I didn't. I can't see my toes. Do we want to re... Uh, do you want to do another three in the key here? Do we want to do... For today? Or sure. Do we re- okay, very good. We'll stick with the basketball. ball. Uh, okay. Kings Grizzlies tonight. All right. Five three, o'clock. Three in the key. Question one. Question one. The Kings in the last game, Dave, had a season-high 10 blocks. They did. So how many block shots will the Kings have tonight versus Memphis? They are going to follow that up with four. I'm just saying. That's what I put. Oh, oh, oh. That's right. Four and four. Chris? Two. Two. Wow. I don't think the Kings play defense then, huh? Yeah, Chris is not confident. All right. By the way, Chris, I would have taken five if I was you. Yeah. Pick the over. (laughs) We'll see you tomorrow. Uh, Because he's still hot, we're asking for point total for Harrison Barnes. Well, I think we're starting to shrink here. Um, So we had 20 the other night. I'm going to say 16. (laughs) I have 16. Oh, come on. Yeah. Should I change it? I'll take 17. Okay, 16, 16, 17. All right, lastly, I have not written in my random stat. So. 
Uh, Dave, what is your random stat? Something different, something weird, something odd that will happen today? Harrison Barnes will have 30. <laughs> um, I will say, give me a Memphis Grizzly player ejected. I don't, I don't have to name who, right? Like, no. I feel like that's random enough. Dylan Brooks comes back and he gets ejected. Yeah. Yeah. Ejected. Um, I have a half court shot or beyond that's going to be made in the game. All right. Question here. If you give me that it could also be a coach ejected, I will give you any half court shot, including, including a fan. Okay. 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 Yeah. I don't even know if that's happening tonight. All right. I'll take it. Uh, Chris. Chris. Uh, Demonis Sabonis will have a 20-point triple-double. Okay. I like that. I do, too. That's a good call. That's a very good call. Do we have time to recap pick six? Heck, yeah. We do. Uh, do we want to talk to Frankie? We do. I mean, we do. <laughs> what? <laughs> we just might talk to Frankie a little bit less. Yeah. That's all. All right. First 49er to score. Davey said Moody. I said CMC. Chris said Kittle. It was CMC. Dynamite. Uh, we asked for Purdy yards and touchdowns. Davey said 270 and three. I said 336 and two. Chris said 250 and two. I think Dave gets that one 267 and one. Oh, yeah, I did. Uh, turnovers combined. Dave and I both said three. Chris said one. There was actually two between the two teams. Yeah, there were. Uh, McCaffrey total yards 156 for Dave. I said 144. Chris said 160. He had 132. Uh, halftime score. Dave said 17 14 Detroit. I did. I said 21-10 San Francisco. Chris said 17-13 San Francisco. It was 24-7 Lions. Lastly, random stat. Davey said Kyle Juszczyk would have a touchdown. I was so close. I said Elijah Mitchell would have a touchdown. You weren't close. You nailed it. Yeah. You Only didn't carry. close. Or you maybe two. nailed yeah. it. Um, and then Chris said there'd be a defensive touchdown in the game. No. What an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> Who would have thought that? And I had Dave would have a halftime experience. Ha! <laughs> you won that one, friend. Nobody won that one. <laughs> no, that is true. Nobody. Maybe the maybe the flora and fauna. We'll take a break. When we come back, Frankie Cardicelli. Okay. Sacktown Sports Kings Insider joins us new. with the best in local sports. They just make it interesting, you know? It's the Carmichael Dave Show with Jason Ross. On Sacktown Sports. Let's bring him right in. We don't have any time to screw around here. <laughs> Let's go. Sacramento Kings insider Frankie Cardicelli. Frankie, it's David Jason. Like you didn't know that. Good morning. Good morning, fellas. Great to be on. Happy to talk to you guys. Were, did you watch the uh, NFC Championship game yesterday? I did. I did indeed take in that game. A... Uh, a tough one for me. My my girlfriend's dad, uh, stepdad is a big Lions fan, huge, and of course, all my friends around here are big Niners fans. So, kind of you know, quietly playing both sides, which I know people don't want to hear, but I'm not I'm not a Niners fan, but you know, I'm happy for everybody in the area that gets to enjoy that win. So, just a quick question about that before we move on to King stuff. But I was thinking about this: um, how great was it that the Niners trotted out Journey at halftime to sing "Don't Stop Believing," right? about a guy born and raised in South Detroit, mm. sung by Bay Area residents. But here's my question. Why is it that it worked for Genesis, 
and why did it work for Van Halen? But am I wrong? God bless whoever it is. But I can't get behind not Steve Perry journey. Oh, really? Like, okay. I, I, am, am I the, is everyone, did I just miss the train? Is everybody yeah, behind them? Because he sounds just I mean, like, yeah, he sounds like Steve Perry, but he's yeah. not Steve Perry. Right? No. Your thoughts? Well, no, of course not. <laughs> Jason, sounds no. like you're on board, though. Yeah, I think he sounds great. <clears throat> Carbon copy. All right, back to the Kings. Frankie, we got to focus here. Um, Kings are on a three-game win streak. Jason and I were talking earlier. Seems like a big part of this, if not the biggest part of this, is that uh, the entire starting lineup seems to be quite cohesive right now. Yeah, and that was the problem, really. I mean, what, what everyone was was searching for is getting more out of guys like Kevin Herter, getting more out of guys like Harrison Barnes. And you're seeing that right now. You're seeing what happens when this team kind of reverts back to what they were last year, and, and their offense kind of it reflects that. Even going back a couple of games, they lost a couple of these games against Phoenix and Milwaukee, but over the last six games, the Kings are back to shooting 51% from the field, 40 from three, and they're, they're averaging almost 130 points per game. They're at 126 over the last six games. So when Harrison Barnes is knocking down shots, when Kevin Herter is a threat from the perimeter and he's been rebounding as well, the Kings are a dangerous team. And it's, right now you're just kind of seeing them get more from everybody. That kind of goes to the bench guys as well. Davion Mitchell has been playing some of his best basketball of the season. And like you guys were pointing out, I think earlier uh, in the show this morning, that you know, interesting timing how those three guys who we've been hearing so heavily linked in trade rumors, they all three are, are playing great at the same time. But, um, you know, the Kings, they lost four in a row, and they've turned around one three in a row again. And tonight they're playing a Memphis team who's very, very shorthanded, but they've been playing some good basketball, so they can't let their guard down. But they have an opportunity to completely, you know, erase that four-game losing streak immediately. And uh, it, it goes back to those guys, Kevin Herter and Harrison Barnes, uh, specifically have been playing some really good basketball, and the Kings have needed it. Also, I think, Frankie, we're seeing De'Aaron back to a groove that there was a time earlier this year where we're talking about him in, in an MVP-type conversation, how well he was playing. And he hadn't been for a while here, but uh, lately it sure seems like De'Aaron's lift and spark and speed, all that seems to have returned. Are you seeing that? Yeah, and, I mean, people kept asking us, is, is De'Aaron playing hurt? Is he playing hurt? And we kept hearing no. Like, he, he wasn't playing hurt, just – general soreness and the bumps and bruises you get over the course of a regular season. But after that three-day break we had about a week or so ago or a couple of days ago, he, he really looks a lot different just getting that extended rest and getting off his feet for a couple of days. And uh, the explosives, like you mentioned, Jason is back. He looks very explosive. He's even thrown down. You know De'Aaron's feeling well when he's throwing down dunks because he, he doesn't really do those highlight reel, those highlight reel jams anymore like he did in, in, in Dallas. Like He's feeling really good when he's got that bounce. And uh, obviously back-to-back games with, I think, 29 and 34, that's that, that's De'Aaron Fox. That's the player that the Kings have had since the beginning of last year. He's been playing at an all-star All-NBA level, and the Kings need that to be successful as well. But uh, right now they're getting a lot of everything from everybody. Like, DeMontis Savonis also continuing to keep it going. Um, you know, they're just a complete unit right now. And it's coming at a good time because these guys want to stick together. They want uh, – they don't want to see drastic changes made. You know, they, they, they love each other in that locker room. DeMontis Savonis said it before that there's a lot of trust and love in that locker room. They go back to the beginning of last year. This this core, this one through eight in the rotation, has really remained intact. And uh, if they want to prove that they, to, they want to stay together, they have to do it right now because we're about a week plus away from the deadline. And you know, we know changes could be coming if if the Kings start falling short again. So you're of the idea because that was one of the things we were talking about that they are. And by the way, they don't all play as a unit. They're three individual human beings. But you would lean more towards the side of they are playing to stay as opposed to playing to get out. 
That's how I view it. I mean, I think that the changes we're seeing right now as far as making a, a plan to, to get Harrison Barnes more involved, we haven't, we haven't seen the Kings do that. I mean, Harrison Barnes hadn't taken 20 field goal attempts in a game in over two years, and he did it on back-to-back nights. And then follows it up with a 20-piece 20, a 20 on just 11 shots. So I think we're seeing them kind of say, okay, well, they're looking for a guy that can you know be a wing, that can bring you something on offense and also contribute on defense. Barnes has upped his rebounding, which I know that's not you know becoming a stopper by any means, which is like guys like Dorian Finney-Smith, he's not going to be a defender like that. But if they can get this much from him on offense, I mean, it's kind of hard to move him right now when he's playing this well. Uh, again, his value is up, and again, the holes are there. Like as well as Harrison Barnes is playing right now, I mean, I have to remind myself, I think others remind, need to remind themselves too, that you know we know what the Kings look like at their peak. And the question is, is it enough? Is, is Harrison Barnes playing at this level enough to take him to that next level? That's a question that Mike McNair and Mike Brown are going to have to get in a room and, and figure out. But right now it's really tough to say no because Harrison Barnes is playing so well. But you have to look at the market and see what's out there. And, of course, a lot's going to change over the next week. But Harrison Barnes right now is, is making it a, a, a difficult decision for sure. Now, Frankie, the last couple of wins important in the standings with uh, the Warrior victory. You got the – um, certainly the Mavericks victory. Memphis is a team likely at the end of this that they won't have to worry about as far as standings go and tiebreakers, but you don't want to drop a game like that. So uh, when you look at Memphis, who's been more than, I, I would say, a tough team to beat lately, even with all the guys out, what are you looking for for tonight from the Kings? I mean, like you said, I mean, just don't let your guard down. I mean, we've seen the Kings do it so many times this year, and, it, and you know, luckily they've, they've been – doing it less lately. They've, they've beaten Atlanta, who is shorthanded. They've beaten Dallas, who is shorthanded. Uh, but tonight, this is a team where, you know, they, the Kings saw these guys on New Year's Eve, and it was a completely different team. They had Desmond Bain, John Morant, uh, Jaron Jackson. I think all their core guys were playing. You know, Desmond Bain's out. John Morant's out. Uh, you know, Brandon Clark is out. They have all, so many guys that are key play, pieces of that team that will be playing tonight. So I'm looking at the Kings now with their guard down, and, you know, seeing the Kings win with ease is, would, would, be, would be nice. You know, we see all these these tight game situations, obviously Atlanta, they ran away with it, but golden state and, and Dallas got a little hairy late. You wanted to see the Kings kind of play with some comfortability, but uh, I'm looking at that, just seeing them nod their guard down against a team that again is playing on the second out of a back to back. They do have young players that are hungry, trying to earn a spot in this league right now. Um, they have a bunch of guys that are, that fit, that fit that bill that are playing with the chip on their shoulders. So, you know, you can't be too careful, but the Kings been playing some good basketball and I think tonight's another good test. So, Frankie, lastly then, just to land the plane, with the trade deadline coming up next week, I know we as fans, hell, we as media, because it's great content, you know, all look for exciting stuff. But also, it was a large chorus of folks that were demanding Monty make some sort of move going into the deadline last year. He didn't. I mean, Kessler Edwards. And they were fantastic. It, is it okay unless he gets blown away for maybe the best move Monty could Monty to make? Could be not making a move at all and keeping this team together and cohesive. I mean, we saw it last year. I mean, they, they made it clear they're not going to be pressured into making a move. And I mean, I think the pressure was mounting about a week ago, and they're on the end or at better or back half of that four game losing streak. But when you see what this team does, and they continue to do it time and time again, they answer adversity and they've turned around. They won three in a row and could be four tonight. So uh, I think that that kind of takes a little bit of that edge off as far as you know that the need to make a move. I mean. Do the Kings need to make a move in the long run to, to maximize their potential? I think so. But I think that the guys that are available right now, maybe this, the, the Kings and Monty McNair in that front office think that maybe keeping those, those draft assets and, and some of these contracts closer to the vest for maybe the offseason or 
going the next year, maybe that's a better decision as far as guys that could become available. I mean, maybe they're maybe outside of the big names that are left in the market, which you know the, the Levines or or down the line. Like I'm not sure if the Kings are going to get involved in those talks. Maybe there's somebody this offseason that becomes available. So that's kind of where I'm at, is seeing if, if this group can continue to play well. If they play like they've played over the past couple of games, I mean, I think it's going to be hard to break up this group um, if there's not a clear deal that really makes this team better without you know breaking apart the locker room because again we've seen teams fall apart because of chemistry and i think you can't under undervalue chemistry but again it's the on-court product that matters the most and if the kings start falling short over the next week you know if those holes start showing up again we're gonna have to see some changes made but um again i don't think it's a 911 hit hit the you know eject button type situation where the kings have to make a move to salvage their season they're in a good spot so they keep playing good basketball and they can kind of keep proving these internal growth uh, moves like they've been doing, which they've been hoping for, then, yeah, they're going to be in a good spot. But uh, still a little bit of a way to go to the deadline, and a lot can change over, you know, four or five-game sample size. So we'll have to see how it all rolls out. Read him at SacktownSports.com. Follow him on Twitter at Sacktown Sports Kings Insider, Frankie Cardicelli. Frankie, appreciate you, brother. Talk to you soon. Thanks, guys. Have a good day. Thanks, Frankie. Uh, as we go to break, what a great day for American figure skating. Yeah, you heard me right. Uh, hey, this just in, breaking news. The Russians cheated in the sport. They did that back in uh, Beijing in 2022, and uh, it has just been ruled that uh, Camila Velieva has been disqualified almost two years after her doping case caused turmoil in Beijing, meaning that the United States, who finished second, their team will now be named Olympic champions and get the gold medals. Yeah. USA! USA! Honestly, I got to spend the break thinking about the Russians cheated in sports. What? What is the world coming to? We'll take a break. When we come back, he never cheats. Matt Barrows, he's always loyal to us. He will join us as we break down the Niners. Don't forget, we've got PBR tickets to give away in this next hour as well. Big, hairy, fat hour of programming. Don't go away. We're right back.